Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We even dive into the fictional from time to time too. We will re-watch TV shows, talk about movies, anything where stories are involved. We especially want to get you, the listener, involved too. So if you've got random, funny stories, things that have happened to you or a friend, send them to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. So until then, strap in. It's story time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode six of, well, not episode six, because that means well, I can't. We're so six like of the Resident Evil, Resident Evil, Resident, so Alien. Resident <laughs> Alien watch along. Yes, the, um, what do you call it? It was called Sexy Beast. Yes, that's this, that's this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're up to like, our podcast is up to like almost episode 40 now. I was going to say, yeah, I lost track it's, of the, it's a lot, yeah. the number. Um, anyway, do you want to kick us off with your joke of the week? Oh, yeah. So... What happens when the fog lifts in Southern California? What does it? What What does it do? UCLA. <laughs> Chris, was from, Chris would like that one. That, that was from Steve Goulet. Yeah. Uh, and he, here's another one. How much would it cost to buy a singing ensemble? Says Captain Picard from Star Trek. <laughs> How Number much? two says, you mean acquire? Captain Picard says, fine, how much to acquire a symbol, a singing? <laughs> yeah. I, I, heard, Mike Robbins. I actually heard, heard, um, heard a good one this week. And it was, it's, it's like, it's along the lines of an, like an American um, guy talks to this IT guy from um, Australia. And the American's like, do you come from the land down under? <laughs> yeah, that's my bad joke. Um, yeah. That doesn't even dignify a response, to be honest with you. Well, there's going to be canned laughter, layers and layers of canned laughter, so therefore Just it'll be funny. Just stories, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I do the dad jokes around here. Yeah. Um, nah, I watched a good movie on um, the other day. Oh, yeah. Andrew Garfield's new movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say The Scorpion King. No, we're, we're watching that Seven. together. No. Um, <laughs> the Tick, 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 Boom. Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, yeah. M- musical, um, another biopic from Andrew Garfield because he plays all these true story people. Um, based on Jonathan Larson, who wrote... Rent. Created Rent. Rent. Yes. Yeah. I've added it to my list. I haven't watched it yet, though. I've watched it three times. Oh wow! <laughs> it's just it's just refreshing, and it's yeah directed by Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda. Ah, oh, from Hamilton, the guy who wrote Hamilton. Yeah, um, yeah, and there's actually a real funny story that I saw an interview with Andrew Garfield saying like they're going, "What you can sing, man? This it's amazing. Like, like why have you been hiding this from us?" And he's like, "Well, uh, <laughs> there's this." 
Lin-Manuel Miranda um, has the same masseuse as Andrew Garfield. Okay. And so, you know, um, obviously Lin, Lin was thinking about this movie and he knows that Andrew Garfield gets the same masseuse and all that. And he's like, um, what? He's like, oh, do, by the way, do you know if Andrew Garfield can sing? And the, the masseuse is like, yeah, man, he can sing. He's an angel. He's got a voice like an angel. He is absolutely amazing. Beautiful, sweet voice. And then he leaves and then he calls Andrew Garfield and goes, can you sing, man? <laughs> <laughs> so he just lied, you know, can you sing? And then um, they meet, you know, Andrew Garfield meets Lynn and he's like, um, and, uh, he's, yeah, like, the director's like, hey, um, so can you sing? And he's like, when do you want to shoot? He's like, oh, not for about a year. And he goes, yeah, I can sing. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he got singing lessons for a year and, and you know, <laughs> turns out he can sing quite well. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's a no, After you mentioned it, I it's I realised it's on Netflix. So yeah, uh, I've added it to my list. I plan on watching it maybe sometime over the weekend. But yeah, yeah. I was hoping to be doing other things on the weekend, but it looks like it won't be. So I'll be maybe watching the movie. Yeah. Um, if I seem distracted, viewers, I'm waiting for my PlayStation 5. Yes. It's supposed to be delivered today. I took a day off work to get it delivered. And Nothing yet. Here's the beautiful part. Ryan was offered, the guy offered to drop it to his front door, but Ryan was like, nah, post it. <laughs> yeah, I, and I said, no, I'll pay for Express Post. And the guy, I bought it on Tuesday, and the guy would have dropped it off Tuesday night. Yeah. Kindly offered to drive all the way from Epping to Blacktown, which is like a 45-minute drive, to drop it off my house. And I'm like, nah, just pop it in the post. It's only Tuesday. I'll get it by the weekend. I said, I'll pay for Express Post. And then it's supposed to be here today. Yeah. But still nothing. And we're sitting, it's currently sitting at 1.17 in the afternoon. So we're running down on time. Yes. And then, and then I, if it's here Monday, I have to wait a long time till I can play it again. No, they they deliver on the weekends now. It's just Australia Post. Yeah, they do. I get parcels do they? on the week. I get parcels on the weekend out where I'm at. I'm, I'm like, you know, really okay. Maybe I might get it tomorrow then. I'm over an hour from you, and they're like, you know, here's a parcel. Mountain folk. Yes, um, I was playing. I was playing Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider game on Xbox. Shadow of um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Now, they, yeah. can I just say, I know this is not a video game podcast, but yeah. Square Enix can do, can't do a, a good Marvel game. Yeah, but they can definitely do good Tomb Raider games because I've played these three new yeah. Tomb Raider games and they're amazing. Yeah. But yeah, it was a nice open scene on the mountains of Peru and it was beautiful mountains and it made me think of you in Borough Mountain, Jamie. Oh. It's just, I'm just looking out and I'm like, oh, I can see Jamie's house from here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was just a side note. And viewers at home, if you've played Avengers, and I know Jamie hasn't, and I don't want him to because it's rubbish, <laughs> but I, I made the sacrifice for the group and actually played it. Um, if Guys, if you've got the new Tomb Raider game, which came, it's not new, it's the latest Tomb Raider game, and you played Avengers, watch Lara Croft's face and tell me that they Square Enix didn't cheat and use the same face. Or Kamala Khan in the Avengers game. <laughs> Send us an email or a message on Instagram if you agree with me, because 
I was playing it this morning. I, it looks exactly like that. So the yeah. Square Enix, you need to lift your damn game. Yeah. Um, um, before we crack into Resident Alien, I'm going to do a little plug yes. because I have a book coming out. Yes. I have a book. I wrote it with uh, our mutual friend, Chris. That's his name. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's about the Great Emu War of 1932. And it's, um, if you want to hear about that, go back to episode two or three, I believe. We talked uh, about episode that. Episode three. Three, yes. The one episode I wasn't in of all yes. of them. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a whole lot of letters and correspondence written by emus to their loved ones in the war. It is very funny. And I, I have heard, a, I have heard a, a bit of a preview of these stories and... Uh, I don't. I, I've never read a book and actually cracked up laughing, but I have a feeling that I'm going to be reading this one. I'm going to crack yeah. up because just. I, and seriously, you, you do yourself a favor if the audio book comes out, make sure you get the audio book because if Chris is doing some of the voices, yeah, that'd be worth the price of admission. We uh yeah well, we haven't discussed doing an audio book yet, but it'll be out on um, Amazon. It's going to be an ebook and paperback, so um, it's called Letters. From the Emu War, and you can pre-order it now, can't you, Jamie? Yeah, it's up for pre-order. Um, yep. So yeah, go have a look. But um, right now, let's crack into Resident Alien, Episode Six: Sexy Beast. Sexy Beast. Um, <laughs> and and I, I honestly think this is a very ad- adapt, um, a very adapt title. Um, Sorry, I just got a text. I was hoping that it was from Australia. <laughs> um, it's a very adapt title, seen as it literally applies to about 30 seconds of the episode. Yes. Well, I, think, I, think I think it's like a couple of minutes into the episode, you hear him go, sexy beast. Yeah. Um, and just to hear Alan Turdick say sexy beast in the way he says it, yeah. is worth the price of admission. Yeah. Yeah. But, but why don't you um, hit yeah. us with the synopsis, Jamie? Yeah, synopsis is okay. Dr. Ethan Stone arrives in town. Mm. It's Harry's replacement, and Harry isn't thrilled that there is a human <laughs> with a better smile than him. <laughs> Meanwhile, the sheriff and the detective, uh, the deputy, sorry, um, uh, they're trying to track down the mysterious pharmacist, um, which is a drug, the local drug dealer, the, to whoever stole Sam's prescription pad. Try yep. to track that down. And David and Lisa, which are the agents hunting down Harry, uh, find his spaceship. Yes, that was a bit of a rev- rev- that was a bit of a revelation. Oh yeah. Uh, um, itself, but we'll, so, that's towards the end of the episode, so we'll get to that. It was directed by Jennifer Thang. Um, yes. A bit of fun fact: you would know her, but not know her, Ryan. Because would she, I? she's she's directed a whole lot of one-off episodes in different series. One of them being okay. the Boys. She she directed okay. The, oh okay an episode of the boys she uh, directed a few episodes of Star Girl okay I've watched that that's a really that's a, not a bad CW show a few episodes of Cloak and Dagger yeah watch that too are you, are you sensing a theme here um, yeah she likes superheroes <laughs> but she betrayed DC and went over to Marvel and did some Agent Agent of Shield oh, okay and then well some, I mean none of those are bad shows yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, she's oh, and and honestly, I felt this episode was quite action packed. You know, we've had a oh, few yeah. episodes where there's a lot of plot movement in terms of character growth. The last two episodes, at least, yep. and this episode was, I think, more 
bang for your buck kind of thing, more oh, action packed yeah. than the others. Uh, definitely had a different feel. Yeah, definitely. Um, we got two new, tell. We got two new riders involved. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're pretty much no names. Um, Emmy Emily Islami, and she she started her life working on um, Outlander, which is like a British show. Oh yeah. I think it's a British show or Scottish show. Yeah, it's, it's like um, a romantic fantasy yeah. thing. Yeah. And some guy called Jeffrey Neves. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't recognize anything he'd done before. So they're only, they're only like young people, you know. Well, they, everyone's well, got to start somewhere. Yeah. No, well, hey, I, I would have loved to be working on TV shows back <laughs> in the day. Yeah. I was, too, I, was too, I was too busy failing at punk rock. Um <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, this was a this was a good. You could tell it was different writers, I think, because obviously we had um, the guy from Super Troopers write the last two episodes. Yep. And, no, he directed. Um, he directed. He didn't write. Oh, he directed. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. So you got more of a comedy feel, whereas this one no, was more of a. Yeah. Chris Chris Sheridan, who created the the TV series, he's primarily writing it, but he gets okay. other people joining him. You know, like you can't yeah. just write everything yourself. Exactly. Well, well you, you can. You can, but you you know you need um, an outsider to look at it. Yeah. Well, that's it. Otherwise, it's going um, to be very it's very one yeah one direction kind of thing. Yeah. Now, I just wanted because we haven't mentioned this at all. Um, Harry has a stunt double. Oh. Sorry, people. It's um, raining and thundering at my place, so you may hear the occasional rumble. I mean, that was good timing. It's like, Harry has a stunt double. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, like, so whenever Harry's in alien form and he's doing all the stunts and that, there's a guy called uh, Keith Arbuthnot. Ar- Arbuthnot? Um, but yeah, he does that. He's worked on a whole lot of other horror stuff. Um, I know he did the Exorcist TV series. Have you heard of that Exorcist okay. TV series? That's actually people- really good. He worked on that. I think he did Child's Play. Um, yeah. I, I heard that was Child's Play. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but he's, you know, worth a mention. What did I say about the dad jokes? I, do, I take care of those around here. Thank you. Mate, the uh, canned laughter says otherwise. Uh, <laughs> see, it all comes down to who edits the episodes, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, I, I, could, uh... I could just go... Um, okay. Put crickets behind my good jokes. I could, I you could. could. But I was trying to think of saying the most bland thing and putting canned laughter in it. Like, um, pretty much anything Harry says is, as um, Alan Turing <laughs> says, <it's> Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything. Hat rack. <laughs> see how funny found. See how funny that was. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm rolling on the floor <laughs> laughing. Oh, you really don't have bad. to. But there's all these American <laughs> American sounding audience um, <laughs> laughing. Um, yeah. All right, we had a couple of newcomers on this episode. Yes, um, we did. Doctor, well, some one that people will probably know very oh, well. Really, who? Uh, Linda Hamilton. Who? <laughs> Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Are you Sarah Connor? Yeah, she was in Sarah Connor. Her debut. Yeah, um, and Doctor Ethan Stone, played by Michael Cassidy. Yeah. He's um, been in a lot. He was actually in Smallville. Yeah, um, he was in a, a few. He was in that new Army of Darkness movie, the 
uh, Zack Snyder, yep. Netflix movie too. Yep. He's been in a lot. Because as soon as I saw him, I was like, he looks like a younger blonde Paul yep. Rudd. But did you know? Face. Did you know he was also in Batman vs Superman? Who was who? Did he play in that? Jimmy Olsen. Oh, that's probably yeah. I watched that recently. That's probably why it's sticking out. Yeah, Jimmy he Olsen. Was, he was in uh, my brother-in-law's favorite show, um, The OC. <laughs> okay, your brother-in-law's favorite show, The OC. No, well, he, he enjoyed it once upon a time, like when, you know, back when it was. The only good thing that came out of The OC was the guy who plays Jim Gordon <laughs> in Gotham. <laughs> All right, uh... and I can say I can, I've watched my fair share of. Teenage dramas in the day. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm more of a Dawson's Creek man myself, yeah. but yeah. But, uh, <laughs> here's a um, fun fact for you. Michael yep. Cassidy played um, an alien pretending to be a human hmm. in a movie called People of Earth. Okay. So he's Can't played the Harry role. He's played the Harry role before. Look, and, and okay, uh, this is confession time for me. To the audience, I've already confessed to Jamie. I have. I've only watched the first five episodes previously of Resident Alien, so this is the first episode where I actually haven't watched it before. Yeah. So I have some theories about Mister Mister Ethan, Doctor Ethan. Oh, really? Yes, I don't the, think the perfect man. <laughs> well, no, to be honest with you, I and I'm being honest. I haven't researched. I haven't gotten past the comic. I haven't watched it i don't think he is of this world you know, silence is your yeah, silence says everything jamie no, well well look the, the people that are watching this hopefully have watched it all or if they're watching along like ryan then i guess i'll just say nothing about that and wait till we watch the episode he's um, just too perfect well they, well that's what they're playing they want to play in at the jealousy you know, the jealousy of Harry, which is just brilliant. I understand well, douchebag. <laughs> I actually, I actually, a girl at my work that I sit next to, she's very bubbly and she's very happy on the phone all the time. Yeah. And I, she reminds me of him. And I always tell her that she's from, not from this earth. She's either a robot or she's yeah. an alien because she's yeah. always happy. Yeah. Well, so, how long has she been working there? Uh, I've been there for four months and she's been there for an extra three weeks before me. Oh, there you go. It's, new. it's first year, mate. It's not for me. I, I I remember working in a supermarket, my first job. I would have, I would have been there about a year, and this guy comes in, and he his first day on the job, and he's all like swinging his arms, going, "Hey, how are you guys?" Like the happiest dude you've ever met in your entire life. And we all just go, "You can tell he's new." <laughs> well, she's been there longer than me, and I've already lost the luster for uh, customers complaining that they haven't got their bloody candle. Yeah. You know, then they don't understand that COVID impacts everything. Yeah. And our busiest time of the year is Christmas. I say that and I've taken two days off because I'm waiting yeah. for my PlayStation. <laughs> hey, at least you put in. Yeah. I did. I said, I didn't tell them what the annual leave was yeah. for. I, I just said I, it was. I, I did the opposite. I, I, um, well, I quit my job about a month ago, I think it was, three weeks ago. Has it been that long already? I think it's been two or three weeks. I honestly can't oh, remember. Wow. Um, yeah, and I'm just taking the rest of the year off. Yeah, well, I mean, there's not much left of the year anyway. No, there wasn't. And, you know, I'll be a successful author soon, so yes. But uh... considering the fact <laughs> that you pretty much work non-stop and up till before COVID, 
worked a very lot of hours every yeah. single day. Yeah. You know, you deserve a little bit of a break. I do. And they, considering they... you get to have your your road trip holiday because of COVID. Yeah. You know, you deserve a bit of a break. Yeah, that's right. So, um... but yeah, anyway, back to Resident Alien. Yeah. Yeah. So uh... we, we begin the episode <laughs> with Harry complaining about his Actually, wife. Actually, Oh, no, no. Yeah, sorry. Take it away, Jamie. The, it's 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 a like this is a changes the whole tone of the show I feel but um it's a it's yeah. a flashback of the new character played by Linda Hamilton General General Eleanor Wright her as a mm-hmm. child and in a lighthouse with a father mm-hmm. um, fifty years prior and now it's raining it's heavily they go out the lighthouse it stops raining and then she sees the spaceship mm-hmm. and she takes a Polaroid. And that's the introduction of her. Um, yeah, and then you, you know, as, as the show, as the episode goes along, you find out that she's, you know, obsessed with UFOs and probably joined the military so she could hunt down UFOs. Yeah. Well, initially, as I said, because I haven't watched this episode, I wasn't sure what was going on yeah. in the first, you know, five, ten minutes where we saw this flashback. I thought it might have been... You know, based upon you know what someone from Harry's planet visiting before or yeah. something like that. But well, well, it was fifty years ago, so yeah, it was very interesting. Um, yeah, no, it was a nice touch of the Polaroid at the mm. start. You don't see what it is. No, and right at the episode, at the episode, she holds up the Polaroid and she's like, "Yeah, you like it matches it." Um, alien ship found. Now there was a lot of threads running through this episode. There is. You had the jealousy angle. Yeah, you know? which was hilarious. You had um, the government, you know, the, the flashback of the general recruiting the agents. Yeah, that was really good too. Um, uh, you had the prescription pad, Sheriff. Yep. We, we and, moved forward a little bit on that. Yep. Uh, that was a hilarious um, interrogation scene. <laughs> and and I, think, I think the deputy got a lot of growth in this episode too. Oh, yeah. Because it was, um, I know we're jumping all around the place, but like when, when she's yeah. in, in, in the closet, and the <laughs> sheriff walks in and, and it's like, have you got a motor wall? And it's all, all the, you know, he's all like, the no, no, not at all. He's like, and it's, he's like, but it says Sam's murder up there. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing, it's, this has nothing to do with Sam's murder. It says Sam's murder. <laughs> um, yeah, which I think, I think, I think, you know, that's what the character would have, would have done. Like, because if you're getting shut out, you want to yeah. work on your own. And we see this in nearly every detective show. There's always someone yeah. off doing something on their own. Well, the reason for that, and as she says, is a little bit earlier in the episode, they were talking to Asta, the sheriff of the deputy, yeah. uh, and found out that Sam had diabetes and yeah. needed insulin. Because initially she thought, uh, Asta thought the pad went missing because Sam just wrote some scripts for insulin for himself. Um, and then that led to the deputy switching on, thinking, yep. hold on, this could be a poison delivery system if he was injecting himself yep. through that. And and then and you see that when she looks at the, when the chief looks uh, when the sheriff looks at the board, um, yep. how he he says good work, and she gains that bit of respect from him. Yeah, I've been wanting to see for quite a while because I think she's more switched on than than you think. Yeah. Um, you know, which, yeah. So that was good. I I, I enjoyed that moving forward yeah. with her story. Yeah. Well, well, I know you haven't watched any more. Yeah. Any any later on, but yeah, she has she has great 
growth in this whole yeah. first season. Um, such a likable character. Um, oh yeah, I do. And and she just like it, it, she's the one who's grown up in this town. She just wants to help people, and she yeah. she knows that there's something more going on here. And while the sheriff's looking at the bigger picture. You know, like I said last week, he's 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 big city crime. She's small country yeah. town crime, and I think that's what why they work so well together. And I think we're going to see more growth in that as the season yeah. goes on. Let's um dive into this new doctor a bit um, mm. because it was hilarious because he's just so ridiculously nice. Yeah, <laughs> and and he rep- he represents Australia. He says, "Oh, you know, I I went to Australia yeah. and hung out with the indigenous folk down there." You know, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was quite quite good, and like it, just even from him entering, and Harry immediately gets all alpha male, oh yeah, and gets all jealous, yeah, and has to one up him, and then and then what I find is you know the sheriff immediately gets him like they he gets introduced, yeah. uh, the sheriff immediately, um, you know, sort of goes over and what do you think of this, yeah. and then he tells. Theory and Harry just turns and looks at Asta like I I figured this out two weeks ago. Yeah, but it's like the sheriff didn't really pay attention to Harry. Yeah, and then this new guy comes in and he's like, "Oh wow, I never thought of that." Yeah, well, well, because the new guy comes in, he's like, um, "Yada yada yada," and then speaks French. And they go, yeah. they're like, they're like, what? He goes, oh, Doctor's Without Border. You know, I, I, I've i hung out with the French so much, I, I'm used to saying it. When he was in Haiti. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, more and more perfection is coming out of this guy. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, I, and, and Harry immediately is just, he's just, he steps in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> and just, basically, <laughs> Harry is, it's, I think Harry almost would have stayed. Yeah. To get his doctor. Yeah. Um, and then there's the, the bit in the bar where he's like, he's like, you know, let's have an arm wrestle. And he's like, I beat my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone just looks at him. She's like, um, I think he's take, you're taking this out of context. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he dislocates his arm. Yeah. Like, why, yeah is, exactly. why is no one clapping for me? I won. <laughs> and then, um, they, they and then the scene, where, the scene with him in the in the office with the mayor with the candle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mayor gives him the candle. He's like, oh, thank you for all your service. And I've made you this candle. It's kind of a hobby. And then you see Harry, he's like, puts it in his bag. And you think, oh, he's going to take it home, then throws the bag in the bin. He's like, I have no stuff. <laughs> I have um, no and then, and then he, tell, he's, he forgets about his bargain with Max. And yeah. he tells the mayor, oh, by the way, your son doesn't need to go, doesn't need to go away. He doesn't have memory. Are you saying you misdiagnosed my son? No, that is not what I. <laughs> and then, and then the, the Doctor Ethan comes in, and he's like, yeah. "Well, a second opinion couldn't hurt." And then he's like, "No, no, he needs to go away. He's clearly he, uh, my diagnosis was correct." Yeah. So therefore, he's just gone back on the deal with Mac. Yeah. And because uh, there was no Max or yeah. uh, Max sort of angle here, yeah. but I thought that was funny. He's just trying to one up Doctor yeah. Ethan. And then. Um... Dr. Ethan doesn't take too long in uh, taking um, Darcy home now, does he? No. I noticed <laughs> and then, that. I and then being, being the perfect specimen of a man <laughs> makes her pancake and all this spread. I was going to make you oh, bread, yeah. but there wasn't enough time. And she's like, thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. That little bit there. But I think um, 
you know, there's not there's it's probably an even split between the CIA and army stuff and the the small town stuff. This this yeah, episode well, it plays heavily on so much on the new doctor on his wife. He keeps drugging his wife to yeah. oh, that one can go up. coffee <laughs> and. And he, yeah, he finds the final piece for his spaceship. Yep. And that's where he, he uses the key line where he's just like, I'm putting it all together. And apparently when you're a mechanic, you can put things together. You're a sexy beast. Yeah. Oh, what was that? That's I, literally I, the only reference to the title of yeah. the episode. I think he kind of references it again when Dr. Sexy comes along. Um, <laughs> Dr. Ethan. Um, I, I just, I also... Like in that scene just before that, where he's yeah. he's made his wife the tea, and he's just describing slowly how that what what sexual acts they're going to do. Yeah, and because he, he's waiting for the drugs to kick in. Yeah, and he's just describing it so slowly, and then all of a sudden she's just like crack, and he's yeah. like, "Don't!" I love it when he goes, "Don't wake up until I come home or ever." <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that so funny, and the, and the, even when he. When he does it again, yeah, he waits, it, sitting it, there waiting, uh, and she's—it's the tension of she's she's going to sip and then she doesn't take, and she's going to sip and she won't drink, and then she's I'm going to she's I'm going like, to go, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go around and sip on this. Yes, go and sip on this, yeah. and he's just sitting there with a smirk on his face, and then you hear bang, yeah. and then he just gets <laughs> up, yeah, and off he goes, yeah. off he goes. Um, uh, yeah, and then the mountain. we also see um, Harry get discovered on the mountain. Just yeah, after the last yeah. yeah. So he was just like, "I'm up for a normal hike." Yeah. And Do you like, like my smile? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Just uh, it's, it's uh, this just this show just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, there's a lot going. On. I can't I'm trying to think what else there was. Um... Yeah, so they take him back down. Um, and then I think it sort of switches a bit to the origin of the one of the uh, the male agent. Ah, uh, yes. When he gets in the car with the general played yeah, by Linda oh, Hamilton. You, you don't have a girlfriend anymore. Um, yeah. You broke up over. You broke up with her over text. Um, and I think that's quite rude. She says, <laughs> "It's like, how did you get my phone?" Yeah. Um, but then they and then they obviously it cuts to them in. The in the um the forest or the whatever you would call it, um oh the crash site I guess you'd call it the crash site yeah and yeah. and the female agent gets frustrated and throws something and it just hits the ship which you can't see yeah because it's cloaked and then and then he has the great idea of getting the the fire extinguisher yeah which then reveals the ship yeah and um and then obviously they put in a call to and the, obviously the female agent takes all the credit. Yeah. Uh, they put in a call to the general and says, "Yes, we've got it." And then yep. the general meets up with them in their secret underground base, yep. and discovers the the ship. Yeah. And then we yeah. we see what's um on that Polaroid that she took of that. Yeah. Well, it's pretty um funny how the the agent um who they recruited his girlfriend got um yeah broke up with his girlfriend for him and all that. That guy he um. He basically did all the work, even before. Yeah. He's like giving his report, and he's like, "Yeah, see, I've noticed that this and this thing and something happened here, but he's not calling it a spaceship." 
Um, yeah. And then and then the general's like, oh, it's that little little, little green men. Yeah. Like, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, and then she's like, oh, psych. We'll have to give you mental leave. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, I didn't say. That. So he yeah, he's done all the work. He's found the ship. He's found you know. And they're yeah. just they're treating him like you know nothing. So. And I think um I think obviously we we do get that big cliffhanger, but before that we should address the other thread, which is the the prescription pad. Yes. Now, um, um the, they sort of they work out. They talk to Aston. They work out. Okay, this kid. It goes back to that party scene in the early episodes. Yeah. Where I think it was episode two, perhaps or one. Yep. I can't remember. But um, where they find that this kid's got the prescription pad, so they go into the deputy and the sheriff go into the school. Um, they've got him in a room. <laughs> we're gonna, and I love it. He goes, "We're gonna do this old school. We're gonna do good cop, bad cop." Yeah. And the deputy, <laughs> oh, great, great, yeah, it was teamwork. And he's like, "No, no, I'm gonna be the good cop and the bad cop. You're gonna stay out here and wait. Yeah, wait, uh, wait for me and guard the door." And then she, and does, I love and she yeah. I was like, you want some water? You can't have some water. Um, <laughs> and then, um, and then, of course, while she's outside, she does all the work, and you know, exactly. she, she figures it out. Or oh, there's a secret stash here. No one knows who the dealer is, but if you do this and you do that, you'll yeah. you know, get there. He's like, Steve, there's a reason I, I set you out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the reverse of the the army people. Yeah, like you know what I mean. But yeah, well, hopefully, yeah. we'll see that play out a little bit more. Yeah. As the episodes, because we're yeah. we're we've only got four to go, yeah. of season one. Um, but then obviously we have the big cliffhanger. Do you want to talk about the cliffhanger, Jamie? The big cliffhanger at the very end of the episode. Oh yeah, that that you just so, rewatched. <laughs> yes, I know. No, so I'm so, an I, hour ago. In my head, I am going through the thread. Like, like in my head, the threads are in order. You know. Yes, I get you. Like, like you know, like. They're broken up, but they're annoying. But I think we should, before we do the cliffhanger, um, mention that Aster's ex Jimmy has a new gal. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what do they call a Russian Russian br- mail order bride? Russian bride <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, and that was a very funny scene, especially with Darcy going, going like, "Oh, it's probably a human trafficker or something." Yeah. Um, but then um, Aster accuses. Jimmy of stealing the prescription cab uh, yeah. pad, and he denies it, of course, um, which makes me think, yeah, it probably was him. Um, um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. I think that scene was just pretty funny. I really yeah, and I think it. she just she's trying to be strong, and then yeah. she just loses it on the girl, and that just yeah, that act, the actor that plays Jimmy, who's in Stargate and all that stuff, I don't, he's really good at playing that role. Like, yeah, no, I think he was in Blood as well. He's been in a lot of stuff. This guy, yeah. Um, he's very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but cliffhanger. Okay, so they drug Harry's wife, you know, and he's like, yes, you're out. And he goes yep. off. So basically, he's got the last part of his ship. He's going to go mm-hmm. fix his ship. He drives into yep. the clearing and his ship is not there. But they've been given an order for the military to watch that site. They're like, oh, we've got this guy. We've got this guy here. Um, what, what do you want to do? Move in, move in, move in, essentially. And in, in comes... Um, a car with the headlights, um, and that's how it ends. Like so, basically, the military is coming to snatch Harry. That's what it looks like. And it was clear. It was clear from what uh, there was. There was the, the two agents watching yeah. that he was looking for the ship. 
Like he yeah. was putting his hands up and like, he wasn't just sort of lost kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. so then that's how the, that's again another great cliffhanger. Yep. For this show, and that's how they leave us wanting the next episode quite quickly. Yes. Um. Yeah, a lot happened in this episode. I quite liked it. Yep. No, good. Doctor Ethan, very funny. <laughs> yeah. Like um, he reminds me of someone. Like, because it's like the perfect guy in in all the sitcoms, you know, where, where like someone's jealous and, you know, it's like you, they're trying to find something wrong with this guy, but there is nothing. <laughs> like with every time that every time that you dig a bit more, he just turns out to be more perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's from Earth, another planet. He's just too too perfect. Yes. So we'll have to wait and see. If I'm right, yes, you shall. Um, yeah, anyway, so if you guys have stories, send them to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can send us a message on Instagram at stories underscore podcast. Um, we're on there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and pre order Jamie's book. Yes, letters making from, rich, letters from the emu war. I think it's only it's what 6.99 Australian. Yeah, six ninety nine Australian for ebook. We haven't set yep. a price or anything yet for Amazon. We're still getting. It well, I mean, it's seven bucks. It's like I'm sure that's like it's one drink yep. or one cough, one expensive Starbucks coffee. Yep, seven bucks for one hundred and thirty four pages of emus. Yes, saying there's. Do you have the illustrations and stuff as well? Yeah, it's got. Oh, it's got. It hasn't got heaps of illustrations. It's got pictures. Um, it's Honestly, the front cover is worth the price of admission. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I worked hard on getting that done. Uh, we got a lot of strange, like, because I did a lot of work on Fiverr, and that's just freelance people from all around the world. Mm-hmm. There's like no one from Australia on there, so you, yeah. so you get like Russians and Bangladeshians and you know all that, and they all look at it and go, "What am I drawing?" <laughs> one of them was maybe like, what we could do. Maybe what we could do before launch is get Mister Chris. On for an interview, and I'll interview the authors of the book. Yeah, yeah. If you want to do that, we can do it. I would do that. I've never interviewed anyone personally myself before, like just by myself. So maybe we could do a a three way podcast up at your place, and and I could run through some questions. Yeah, yeah. You can do that, and um, we can just um slot it in anywhere. It doesn't have to be, you know, the way we uh did an episode with Steve Jager um back when we did a Ned Kelly episode. We just but we Steve Jager. We just slotted it in somewhere, which reminds me, I really got to get some more people on here. I know people, you know. I don't. Yeah. We can interview my cat. Meow. She won't have much to say. Yeah. She's not a people person. We can interview the post Australia Post delivery driver when he finally brings my PS5. Yes. Please, <laughs> gods of post, please can I have my PlayStation 5 stuff? <laughs> So I can play. I have the house to myself at the moment. Yeah. I would love to play some. My my first also some my first games. I'm getting Skyrim, the definitive edition. Oh yeah. I'm getting Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Oh yeah. And I am get I'm getting God getting Godfall for free because it's actually December's PlayStation Plus game for PS5. And um, yeah, and I'm going to be getting Cyberpunk. I'm finally get to play Cyberpunk. And all that's glitchy finest. Take it. Yeah. 
So anyway, guys, we'll finish it there. Um, yes. We'll see you next time for episode seven. And, and yes, episode seven of episode seven of Resident Alien is I'm filling for time because I'm going to my chief. It's called The Green Glow. The Green Glow. Awesome. And we have four episodes till the finale. And thank God this has been renewed for season two. Okay. And for all of you that don't do streaming, it is available on DVD at JB Hi-Fi, Amazon, everywhere. Came out a couple of weeks ago. So you can actually buy the whole first season on DVD. No Blu-ray release yet, just DVD. Well, there you go. We are not sponsored by any of those companies. Well, I'd love to be sponsored by JB Hi-Fi, seeing as I spend a hell of a lot of money there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you can check it out there. And it's also, oh, for you Aussie, for you Aussie streaming people, it's now officially on Stan. So you can check the whole first season on Stan. Check it out and listen along. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.